to you in peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. From beautiful Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala, my name is Sean Smith, and on behalf of myself and my beautiful wife, Don Maurice, hello. Welcome to Now is the Time. It is my privilege to welcome to the Mobile Pro Podcast booth Stove Crews 3 and 5 in San Miguel Duenas. I'm going to have the crews introduce themselves, starting with Stuart. This is Stuart Nice from Santa Clara, California, part of Stove Crew 5. <laughs> Completing Stove Crew 5, Dave Reese from Peoria, Illinois. Beginning Stove Crew 3, uh, Matthew Spore from Washington, Illinois. And completing Stove Top. Sto- stove Top. <laughs> stove Crew 3 is Kim Nallen from San Jose, California. Lady and gentlemen, <laughs> great pod people, great pod. Uh, great to have you back, Matthew. Great to have you for the first time here. We're slowly getting all of your family members. <laughs> yeah, we just need Paul. My, or has he been here before? No, no. Oh, we haven't had a Paul sport yet. <laughs> just him. He's the last one, <laughs> and Dad, I guess too. But yeah, it's uh, it's great. Your mom has come for. Four or five years. Uh, his his sixth year will be next week. Yeah. Sixth year will be next week, mm-hmm. and your brother Nathan. His fifth year will be next week. Fifth year. Yeah. You've heard about this uh, mission. Yeah. You've worked time. on this mission because yeah. I know your mom puts everybody to work around her. Definitely <laughs> packing all the bags and BBS crafts, all that stuff. Uh, so. You had some pretty specific, and I would guess high expectations, <laughs> since you signed up for two weeks yeah, the first time you come. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me how your what what you thought you were going to experience lined up with what you've experienced here for the past few days. Mm-hmm. I mean, the interesting thing um, that I've experienced is everything I've seen has been through still pictures. I had never experienced the sounds or the smells. Or just the general ambiance of Guatemala or any of the houses we've been to. So I think that's the biggest shift that I've noticed is just coming here and saying, oh, well, these things, they're real. They do move. They aren't just the stagnant pictures that I see. And even though pictures can capture so much motion and emotion and all that stuff, it's completely different being able to see it from five different angles and just being in the houses with the people and being too tall for the houses. Oh, yeah. Because for those on the podcast who don't know, I'm six foot one, so I'm a little taller than the average Guatemalan, but yeah. I don't see any marks on your forehead. No, but but Olivia (laughs) did get a good picture today of me standing next to a roof, and it was up to my shoulder. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've wrecked my forehead more than a couple times. (laughs) Well, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's interesting that uh, it's... uh, like, what do they call that, the movie experience where it's it's not 4D? Is it 4D where you're, you're, you have the smells yeah. and it sprays water on you? And like it's, it's 4D. It, is it 4D? Yeah, 4D. Okay, so <laughs> you're having the 4D experience. Definitely. Even, even with all the stories and all <laughs> what, there's nothing that, it's so hard to describe. Stuart and I were talking about this. It's so hard to describe how loud it is. Mm-hmm. in this country i know <clears throat> my voice is a little hoarse <laughs> a lot of people mm-hmm. yeah uh, this is what day three mm-hmm. I think, yeah, day three. have kind of hoarse voices because you're talking so loud all the time because it's loud here mm-hmm. <laughs> was that surprising for you i don't know i've thought it's been quiet actually i haven't noticed <clears throat> a lot i mean i also um 
want to go to school in New York, or I am going to school in New York, so maybe the loudness just doesn't affect me. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. And I've lived in China, too, so that... Oh, you lived yeah, in China? I did for oh, a year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Was it loud there? China? Much louder than here, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's just the, the buses mm-hmm. and the motorcycles and the trucks and and then the smells you mentioned yeah uh, the, the they don't have the emissions controls exactly. like we have the emissions or even the opposite of that the great food like you can't if you take a picture of fresh tortillas that so you don't get the smell or the taste of all that was that surprising to you the tortillas not surprising but just ha- like made me happy or like a good thing it was just yeah it delivered on its promise. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Dave, you uh you came for several years <clears throat> and then you came you didn't come for how long? About eight years. Eight years. You didn't mm-hmm. come and then this is your second year back on your second tour of <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so what I notice is and you mentioned loudness within the urban areas, it is loud. Maybe it's the construction of the buildings that reverberates the sound and then it's funneled down the street. So everything is right next to each other. But you don't have to go very far and then it turns completely rural where the buildings are made mainly out of corrugated metal. Uh, there's a bigger difference I notice among the people that we serve, a lot more dirt floors within the urban area. Uh, the floors seem mainly tiled concrete and there's no fabric really to speak of within the buildings either. So within a building sound bounces around. So to uh, put a finer point on that, the room that we are sitting in right now has three mattresses on the walls, uh, four sets, one, two, three, four sets of hanging curtains and a tablecloth all to reduce the room reflections because everything here is hard surfaces and the sound is just bouncing off of everything. And that's another part of the loudness that is, uh, for me, it's just, wow, it's loud. (laughs) And that's something I want to ask you specifically, Dave, because you are a hearing expert uh you i don't know your official title a hearing instrument specialist okay hearing instrument specialist and so i i don't know if you've had any reflection on the different sounds here in guatemala than other places but the it it's very distinctive there there are definitely Mm -hmm. sounds here that we don't have in the u.s and i i just Mm -hmm. found find it sometimes fascinating like that mocking bird at 5 a.m. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that and also what seems to lack as far as neighborhood types is a suburban or subdivision type. Now, we've seen some um, gated communities, and that probably is where that is would be located. We, of course, are not serving gated communities, and... Um, we are either in, I don't want to call it slums, it's, it's just very urban, and buildings that have been there a long time, and things close together, and streets that are narrow with vehicles, uh, 
barely squeaking by <laughs> each other, or you're out in the fields. And today, and also yesterday, we were near a coffee plantation and serving what, what I assume is the best classification is tenant farmers, yep. where they don't own the property, they don't own the building, but they live there and work for very low wages and with really no prospects of, of uh, gaining any ground. At first, I was calling them sharecroppers, but I don't think they get a share of it. Mm -hmm. They're strictly labor. <clears throat> and, uh, and Stuart, you would talk to that lady, the second, mm -hmm. the second stove we did yesterday. Mm -hmm. how, how did she describe it? Yeah. Well, yeah, they're tenant farmers. She's been living in that house with her husband. He's been working in that field for 33 years. Wow. And she said, we are very poor. And my husband has worked in this farm for 33 years. Wow. And, uh, it was it was pretty poor. The only reason it was kind of upgraded was because they'd lived there 33 years. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure if, if it was only 20, it would have looked more rustic than it was. Mm -hmm. So, a little, little sad. I mean, she just, she wasn't trying to pull any heartstrings or anything. She was just making a statement. We're poor. Mm -hmm. This, you know, this is life. Right. It's a little bit intense. And you talk to people and they're just so matter of fact, this is mm -hmm. this is my life. And while we're always reaching for the <laughs> if I can get a little more of this life. You know, that's the American way is yeah. you know, bigger, better, faster. Yeah. And I don't know about I you guys have it sounds like you've been more in the fields and like where people I think where we've been is almost been the quote unquote suburban. It's more slum like though but um the people they it's you go down one street and there's corrugated tin on both sides so it's kind of like that and then there are doors every so often and sometimes you go in and it's just one plot of land only one family lives there but i know one in, we went in yesterday mm -hmm. and it was like five or six different houses on one plot of land and the they had a little store in the front and a whole plant nursery in the back so just mm -hmm. many different levels of i mean it's all very poor but levels of income and i don't know how to exactly describe it but yeah and there were several families living there yeah as well. it was like and where we went for lunch the other day that had a stove they got a stove put in but that was one big open like place that was it and then they had the kitchen and then like one family another family another family so yeah, up in the coffee farm housing area have you guys have you guys both been up there no we haven't you guys haven't no. were you guys in the area where there's there's like one roof but there's a, a house on the right house on the left house on the right and this this hallway that kind of winds for i don't know like a quarter <laughs> mile it seems it just goes on and on you're not sure where one house starts and the other house yeah ends. We, the first one we did was like that it was it was a family complex basically so mm -hmm. the, the grandfather and then his kids each had a home and then they had uh, some plant plantation mm -hmm. things on the side they were they were doing fairly well for the poverty but it was a big place big mm -hmm. place but it was just <clears> their <throat> family it was in just this place? yeah it was just his family oh, okay. and extended family and extended family down oh, to okay. grandfather down to the grandkids right so but very happy 
Very happy. Very, very mm-hmm. yeah, very well adjusted family. You could tell the grandpa was there with everybody, and he wasn't an old grandpa, like <laughs> my age grandpa. <laughs> Your grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> very sweet. I know one of the first times I experienced a mission trip in India, the thing that was most disturbing to me, and I'm curious to hear all of your reflections on this, was exactly what Stuart just said, is they seemed to be so happy. And that upset me because most Americans that I know aren't all that Happy, not as happy as these people, yet physically they have so much more. Their their health is so much better. Their opportunities are so much brighter. Yet there's this level of really wasn't happy. I I I've, part of reflection. I I really feel is more joy. It was mm-hmm. this joy and mm-hmm. disturbed me. Where does this joy yeah. come from? Come from like what do you have to be joyful about? Because they were very. I don't want to say content, but mm-hmm. they realize this this is our station in life. Yeah. This is who we are. And we're not really wanting for more, but... I think the, the word is more dissatisfied versus satisfied. Okay. Like, um, Americans were dis- dissatisfied. We're yeah. never satisfied. Right. Whereas they're like, ah, we're satisfied. Like, you know, we, yeah, we're poor. <clears throat> just a fact. It's not right. bad. I mean, it is a bad thing, but it's not. It's just truth. Mm-hmm. So, it, Kim, was that disconcerting for you in it, the early It was years? today. No, it was today. Yeah. not Maybe not that same thing, but the houses that we served had, were, had older gentlemen there. Mm-hmm. And I just found myself thinking, ugh, cry. you know, was the one guy who was, well, they were both like mm, amazing, yeah. joyful. Like yeah, just very very joyful, and you could tell. And like these people probably lived here good, maybe most of their life. I don't know. Um, I there was a woman at the, there was a spouse at the one house, but not at the other. I don't know, you know, who else lives there. But um, he was missing most of his teeth, mm-hmm. but had the biggest smile. And I just <laughs> honestly, I think for me, I feel this pull inside myself of just what we were talking about. It's like, how can I not be satisfied? It's like, Mm -hmm. how can I, you know, go home on Sunday and, you know, not be satisfied with, with my life when I see these people, you know, and I, I, I struggle because like, I don't want to feel sorry for them, you know, because that's in a way, does that make sense? Like I I don't, or I want to pity them, Mm -hmm. you know, and because they, they've, I feel like they've played the hand that they're dealt. And I don't think that that's Americans do that very well. We're always trying to swap out cards and they have been dealt a hand. And that to me, that's what life is. You know, it doesn't always work out the way you want it to. You've got to play the cards that you get, mm-hmm. but I don't think Americans do that very well and we've got a card up our sleeve or, <laughs> you know, trying to get another card where, I feel like that's where that satisfaction and the joy comes from. It's like, okay, here's our cards. We're going to make the very best out of this hand that we can. And so for me, it, you know, I, I, I looked at them and I was just like, man, you know, like you said, it disturbs you, right? You're like, how can you be so joyful? But this is their life. And I, 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 I think about, I probably overthink it. Like, okay, do they know, do they, it, it, you know, do they know that things are different at, 
Yes. Yeah. You know, how how much do they know? I figured mm-hmm. they did. Mm-hmm. Well, and here we come all the <laughs> right. time, groups and groups of people from from the United States. You know, and how to how to, but they. It, it would be nice to think. Well, they don't know the difference, and so right. they're happy. Right. But I think that's a justification. I agree, mm-hmm. and so from our perspective, I agree. I agree because then it then we makes can, us feel better. Exactly. Yeah. Then I can feel fine going back to back to my my home. Like, and oh, they don't know I live here. Like that's all they know, so it's okay. Yeah, but they but were. It's not but true. It's not, not the no, internet not is here. Right. Mm-hmm. TV has been here for maybe one TV for every six families, but seen all the little kids with their smartphones. Even mm-hmm. they, yeah. I mean, oh yeah, it's probably like used for a group of them, but I mean, they still have a smartphone in their hand. That's but. something I've noticed this year. Really, yeah, like first year, first year, okay. then, yeah, <clears throat> with kids walking around with a smartphone mm-hmm. and and moms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, phones, cell phones have been around for years, but. Mm-hmm. The smartphone, this year was like, wow, there's a lot of them around. Mm-hmm. Matthew, was was this subject something that have, have, has it hit you at all in that respect? Or you come from a different perspective because your mom and your brother have been talking about this. You've seen a lot of pictures and mm-hmm. that. But sometimes it's different when you experience it for yourself. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I've almost, I've not struggled with this, but it's almost like, I don't feel like I feel as bad as I should in that aspect. Like I feel like I should be sad or like notice more or be affected more by how these people live. I don't know if that's bad on me, but I just, I'm not as much. I don't know if that, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just like, it may be that cause when I lived in China in third grade, like that was just more, I, I didn't really, cause when I lived there, I didn't really, think about it but i probably noticed it so maybe my subconscious is just i know people live like this and obviously my mom has taken pictures both china and here and i just see how people live and i mean maybe i should think about it more but i don't as much and i'm obviously here to help and i want to help and that's why i came for two weeks but yeah it doesn't affect me emotionally as much Mm mm-hmm Sean, I think it's because what we do, we're working with very specific people. So we're not here as a big group painting or doing doing some big project that we don't know what the end result would be. We know exactly what the end result is. Excuse me. Because after we build the stove, we light the fire. We see... It work, we see the people's reaction to it, and chances are, right next door, uh, across the room, we see what they were using before, mm-hmm. which was a uh, essentially an indoor campfire, yeah. and the charred walls and, and the smoky uh, smells. So we leave there making that direct connection. Rather than just sur- just <laughs> you know coming into a town doing some yeah. big project and blowing out, so that's a great observation, Dave. The the early years that we worked with this mission, we worked at institutions. We worked at a boy's home. We worked at a school, and we were constantly trying to do some home visits, like to see because. 
outside of the complex walls, you didn't know what people's lives were really like. I remember getting remember the first tours up to to Aguacate, yeah, like, yeah. let's take a tour into the village. It was, because <laughs> we weren't working in the village. We were working in this compound with a gate and a razor wire fence around <laughs> it. And we just didn't leave. And so it, it was very difficult to know what is a normal life like here in this town. Well, that reminds me of an interesting story that ties in with that. Because today, on the way back, I was talking with Elba. And I installed a stove in her house eight years ago. One of our volunteers of our, now who comes with us. Right. Who's on my team. Right? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Part eight of your team years. Eight years ago. And she showed me a picture of it. And it's still working. Wow. So for eight years, she's been, you know, she's still as thankful today as she was the day that I remember we installed that stove. Mm-hmm. And so these things have long-term ramifications. Uh, and especially in her life, because she chose at that time to give back because of what she'd been given. She's been a strong part of this mission. Probably. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's amazing. I know there are others like her that I, and this is something too, going kind of back to that other topic about what's missing in the United States. Like she receives that and is like, oh, man, I've got to make sure other people get this too, right? I mean, that's she's a volunteer. And I've been, this is my fourth year, so this is my fourth stove crew, and I've had every crew I've loved. And always hope I'll get the same crew. I know I won't, but, you know, so you never know what you're going to get. And so being with Alba, I've never heard anybody explain how to take care of that stove better than Elba. I mean, it takes a good five minutes, right, of us there about the cleaning, like so thorough on the cleaning. When normally it would take 10 minutes, she explains it in five or less. No, no. (laughs) Opposite. Usually it's like, here, clean it with oil and there you go. You know, it's like, and and a few little, few few more than that, but no, she Mm -hmm. takes, no, she takes a long time and about the wood and don't burn plastic in here and ropa and no, don't, none of that. And that's only wood. And, and I mean, she, just, mm-hmm. she had the gentleman today, she was explaining something to him and told him, gave him our silicone, silicone, I say silicone, mm-hmm. silicone pack to, so he could go get some more and, and Tiwa. So he could get exactly that if he, I mean, it was fine, but. This she is just, the high temperature silicone. We seal the stovepipe onto the roof. So she, she just goes above and beyond. Like you can tell, like today a man was the man of the house was on the roof fixing something that you'll see it in the pictures. Mm-hmm. And we can put that on the website, right? There's yeah. a picture of this gentleman moving a roof mm-hmm. so that this, and I mean, that stove was going in. Mm-hmm. Elba made sure of it. And I think that to me, that's something that's missing, you know, in the United States we go, Oh, I got mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you can go try and find yours. You know, I mean, I'm not saying, Everybody's like that, but it just seems to me that that's that's a big difference. Is like what you said. It's like you know they're so grateful and they want other people to have the same. Yeah, they are forces of the nature because <laughs> there's several of of the group we work with who are Guatemalans, but they really take the lead. Yeah, there's so many of them. And again, that gives us that really direct connection because they're here. They they know these people personally. Mm -hmm. And 
and they know what needs to be done, and it really helps us. And we're just, I, I call us unskilled labor, but, you know, we're <laughs> there to, to kind of uh, facilitate their goals. And you see, and it's all very uh, tangible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the law of reciprocity, you receive something you feel the desire to give back is, <clears throat> it's a common human trait. The difference here is that someone like Elba, the past two years, I'm not sure this year as well, but for the past two years, she's literally quit her job in order to come volunteer with us for the three, four, or five weeks that we needed her. Because there's nobody who would give you that much vacation. Nobody in the U.S. is giving yeah. you that much mm-hmm. vacation to to do that, unless it's part of your contract, right? Mm-hmm. Unless it's something that's part of your compensation package. But for uh, someone like Elba with a, I don't know if she has a sixth grade education, it may be less than that, Hmm. who works three jobs to keep her kids in school and uh, and a better school, uh, one's in a private school, Mm -hmm. uh, to give her kids a, a better opportunity, literally quits her job every year, past two years, I think this year too, so she can give back to us. So how many, yeah, law of reciprocity, yeah, I get something, I want to give something back. Would you quit your job to give something <laughs> back? How many would do that? Very, very rare. <laughs> well, we just have a couple minutes left, and I, I want to give you an opportunity to share uh, any final thoughts that you may have, or if there's someone back home maybe listening to this that you would like to thank uh, for uh, you know helping make this possible for you or any other thoughts for others who may be considering a, a mission of this kind any final thoughts that any of you have well i mean i would like to thank my mom for mm-hmm. originally finding this through an organization at back home called be like jesus where sean performed my mom was like oh i like i think i could do that i think i could take a week out of my summer to go help people in Guatemala. And she did that like over seven, eight years ago. Cause she skipped a couple of years in between, but, um, and she's come back and taken such beautiful pictures that just really capture a lot of the essence here. And like without her, I wouldn't be here. And my, but because of her, she's brought, um, my, my brother, his friend, my aunt, a whole other two families that she's brought from her church. So She's done a lot from showing, like, even just our small church or our church how to, um, like, what happens here. So, yeah. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> Thank you, Anne. Yeah. We love yeah, you, Anne. Yeah, Anne, we miss you. <laughs> Can't wait to see you next see week. See you next week. Well, not me. <laughs> and that is my story, too. Not with Anne. <laughs> right. But my daughter. At the same event, 12 years ago. Then that lead to coming 11 years ago. So Juliana felt, felt compelled and interested. And, and then my wife and I did. Her mom, her niece, another person from our church all came that particular year. And then it's just kind of rolled on after that. This year, um, I try to look at it different each year. So this year, 
I'm looking at it kind of simultaneously as if it were my first time, because it's kind mm-hmm. of easy to just think of it as an, another year in a string mm-hmm. of years. So I'm trying to look at the big picture and and take in the the sights a little bit more, not just take for granted. Looking at volcanoes, uh, the sights and sounds uh, around the hotel. But I'm also looking at it as if it's my last time, not that it would be, but looking to strengthen the connections that I've made from last year and this year. Also, the new people that have come because it's, it's such a, a draw that we tend to come back. And so I'm already looking forward to next mm-hmm. year. I don't know that I'll come, but, um, it's just, uh, it's, it's become a family. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. That's great. I would thank Stuart. <laughs> he's the pastor at the church that I attend and the church that partners, um, one of the other churches that partners with Sean and just year after year, he's just continued the relationship and, and I would have to thank my daughter as well because she's the one that Four years yes, ago, she's the one that really, really, really wanted to go. So I had been before on another mission trip uh, years ago. And so I, I thought, I figured, yeah, I'll probably go back. But like you always say, like, oh, yeah, well, I'm coming. Some, someday. Yeah, someday. someday. And so finally, I mean, I, I when your child wants to go, mm-hmm. she was a preteen then. And now she's a teenager. When you're from the Silicon Valley who has, you know, the great life, uh, wants to come and to serve in this way, yeah, I can't really say no to that. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I really thank you for for you know continuing that Keep relationship and keeping that connection with Sean. I know you say sometimes people just kind of slowly fade <laughs> into the black of night, <clears throat> and mm-hmm. that hasn't happened. And and that's the the main thing. Like if I could tell anybody who was like, should I come to this? It's I, it's just the relationships. I mean, you you said we're we're like a family as as the um, people who serve, but then as we help, as we serve along the people here, we have relationships with them mm-hmm. ongoing. Like you see, we mm-hmm. see the same faces every year. And that is, that makes this so much more amazing to me is that we have that. And I just want to give a shout out to the hotel uh, yes. because I can't tell you, and I know you get dinged for this sometimes by other missionaries when i open that door when i come home and it smells wonderfully because it's been clean and there's a bed and i can go shower it makes a huge difference Mm -hmm. being able to be rested and to be fed amazing food and um yeah it, it makes a huge difference to be able to come home to that and to be able to be full of vim and vigor the next the next day to to go serve so i I appreciate uh, the hotel Candelaria very much and their staff because um, it makes a big difference in why we come back. I know that I'm safe. I know that I'm going to be well rested. I'm going to be well fed. Uh, I'm going to be nourished spiritually. I mean, everything is taken care of so that we can go out and and serve. And today, one more thing at VBS, I think I have another Sergio mm-hmm. coming in my life because little eleven year old boy like. Bonk, right there, right uh-huh. next to me the whole day. And I, yes, yes. And I, 
I looked over to Olivia and she was just like, that's my daughter. She was like, I, I can. <laughs> like, I have no idea why. I didn't see him yesterday. I was just there, just standing there. <laughs> that makes it worthwhile to, to keep coming back is to see those children and, and to uh, even have a... I'm happy to have a relationship still with Sergio. That was four years ago mm. and, and with the his whole family now. That's amazing. So this is your sponsored child. Yes. Well, I have two. Sponsored I have his family. sister as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I sponsor his sister as well. Um, mm. And I know his mom and dad, I've had got to meet them. And so that is, that's just, that's everything. So I would like to follow up on what, Kim just said, so we are staying at Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala. I'll try to remember to put the link in the show notes. It's an exquisite hotel. And what yes. she was saying, you probably get dinged. dinged. <laughs> <laughs> well, the mission is because it's a gorgeous hotel. It's exquisite. The reason why we stay here is because this hotel staff, the owner, the manager, they give us a 70% discount on their normal fee because that's the way they can serve their community, their country, those that are less fortunate than themselves. And every year they have offered us this incredible discount. And uh, it's, we were here, the, the, they had been open less than a year when we first came. And ever since, you know, I keep, I keep telling Rodolfo, you know, <laughs> Uh, is this the year that <laughs> maybe <laughs> we, yeah, um, and it's, they look at it as their ministry. So if you are ever in Guatemala, you're ever interested in taking a vacation to Guatemala or taking a mission trip to Guatemala, please support Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala. It's exquisite and you, your, your dollars will be supporting, uh, incredible family and business that we would like to keep supporting for years to come. Any other final thoughts? Uh, last out as well. I just want to thank uh, Valley Life Center mm-hmm. folks who gathered, I don't know, 2,500 or I don't know, how many thousand, hundreds of pounds of stuff in Santa Clara Christian School. And of course the team that joins us each year, um, a group of people, 20 some this year, uh, it, it makes a difference. I'd probably still come, but it, it it's way more fun to spend a week with people from our church and and uh, do this together. So thanks to all of you guys if you listen to this. <laughs> and I have one last thing to say. Um, so obviously my mom has come many times. My brother, she's like, oh, you both should come. And I always had like, oh, I have summer school this summer. I have a different summer camp this summer. I have something to do this summer. And this summer, my, I mean, I could have done things, but I was like, oh, this is a summer. And I watched, I think just out of the blue, I was on their website and I watched one of the videos where Sean's like, now is the time. And that really spoke to me. (laughs) So I wanted to say anyone listening to this podcast, who's thinking like, oh, well, I had this thing this year. I had this thing this year, that summer that just, even if it's just one week, during one of these times that opens up, you're like, oh, I have nothing that week. That might be God trying to tell you that now is the time to go on this mission. And it really is a wonderful decision. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, thank you all again for 
coming. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for coming for the first time, Matthew. Thank you to all of your supporters, uh, those who have prayed for you, those who have supported you financially uh, to make it possible for you to be here. We couldn't do, we couldn't do this. We couldn't do what we do without uh, these amazing missionaries sitting around this table. So thank you again for your service to our Lord, to his children here in Guatemala. And thanks for sharing your stories on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that's all the time we have for now from Antigua, Guatemala. If you'd like more information about our mission, team photos, audio podcasts, blog posts, or even YouTube videos, visit our mission website at nowisthetimeformissions.com. That's nowisthetimeformissions.com. And until next time, this is Sean Smith saying Dios te bendiga, may God bless you. Vaya con Dios, go with God. Pero no inmediatamente.